Well, it is Christmas time in the 509. Um, welcome to our weekly podcast episode called The Midweek, part of our Cheney Faith Center podcast um, channel. And um, we're going to switch things up a little bit these next couple of weeks and have it really centered around our Advent series. And um, Advent is just really preparing our hearts and our minds for King Jesus. And I think that's just super essential right now in this time of COVID and just just crazy things happening is just to really center on the truth of who Jesus is during this Christmas season. So we're going to be unpacking some more of those words of Advent, hope, love, joy, and peace, but also having some other guests come in and just talk to us about how, and we can learn and glean from how we can disciple our families best during this Christmas season, but also disciple ourselves during this uh, during this Christmas season. So it's going to be a good time. Um, we might also take a few weeks off kind of in that Christmas time. Um, so don't expect a weekly episode around Christmas and into that first part of January. Um, but yeah, we are excited for the upcoming episodes. So here's what's happening this week. Well, all right. Well, hello, everyone. It's me, Pastor Cooper, and Pastor Mark's here. Hello, everybody. Yeah. So we're actually going to do something a little bit different. Uh, we're going to kind of combine our last few weeks of our Advent kind of series study thing because it's getting close to Christmas and our schedules are kind of getting a little weird and yeah. stuff like that. So we're going to just kind of combine a couple of our talks into one kind of shorter, condensed one. And then as a heads up, we'll probably be out for three-ish weeks on doing a podcast, like a midweek episode until we kind of get back into a rhythm into 2021 and all that stuff. So yeah, so you probably won't see a midweek episode pop in for a while. So don't freak out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but um, yeah, so... Uh, I think what we'll do, Mark, is just kind of do a generalization so far of what has been a big takeaway from this Advent series and this study. Um, I even asked this a few weeks ago to you, like, how does the Christmas story stay fresh for you as a pastor? Right. But yeah. um, we've been in this series for about three weeks now. Um, mm-hmm. What's been something that's been a big takeaway, either yeah. from the journals or just from our Sunday times or mm-hmm. whatever, the family service? What's been kind of that big takeaway? Yeah. Well, I think there's there's been several takeaways for me, but um, by the way, Merry Christmas, everybody, and hope, <laughs> yes, you're having yes. a, hope you're having a great Christmas season, and it sure is different in Christmas 2020, mm-hmm. uh, and hopefully you get to celebrate in some new and creative ways, <laughs> yeah. COVID-19 ways. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I'm sure it'll be a Christmas to remember. Yeah. I also have to give um, a little word picture right now, so yeah. Mark and I are in... Uh, the 222 house recording this podcast (laughs) in a little room. It's our rental kind of ministry space that we're not really using right now because of COVID-19, but we don't have the heat on ever in this place. (laughs) So we're literally in our knit hats. All bundled up. In our winter jackets inside this space (laughs) recording. So I'm looking across the table to Mark and he's literally (laughs) looks like he's getting ready to go down a black diamond with his headphones on. Like, I'm going to cruise. I'm going to cruise down this black diamond with my cool beats on. (laughs) And there's enough snow outside that we could almost do that today. Yes, that's true. It's looking good. This is uh, Tuesday. So I guess, yeah, the day before you're listening to this or whenever you listen yeah, to this. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just thought that was it's fun. looking good. But Looks like we might have a white Christmas. That might be kind of fun. I'm thinking so. Yeah. I think Bean Crosby is going to be singing. So. Yeah, that'd be good. And I know that kids out there will love that. I know that yeah. I, when my kids were littler, I used to love that idea of just, oh, yeah. hey, it's going to be a white Christmas. You know, we'll mm-hmm. do stuff with a family in the morning and then we'll yeah. have a snowball fight and make oh, a yeah. snowman outside and... All that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and sled in the backyard, and 
Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to that. So back to big takeaway. Yes, yes. Big takeaway. Yeah, from this Advent, Advent time. Christmas season. Yeah. Well, one of the, uh, I think the good takeaways for me has been in the journal, and it's been that that kind of that first question that we asked each day, and that is, you know, what, how, how does this point you to Jesus? And I think that that has been just a great question throughout this Advent season, throughout Christmas. And I think such a good question for us right now during COVID and everything that's gone on in our world and, um, and what's happening in our world and, mm-hmm. and just, uh, how it's created just conflict and challenges, all of that combined together. It, what a good question. How am I being pointed to Jesus? Mm-hmm. What am I doing in my life right now to point myself in the direction of my relationship with Jesus Christ and making mm-hmm. my relationship with Jesus Christ number one mm-hmm. and the most important thing when there are so many distractions everywhere mm-hmm. around us right now and so many things even, I mean, sometimes they're even bigger than distractions. They're, they're like intentionally pulling us one direction or another. Yeah. I, I even think of our uh, just our, our politi- political atmosphere this past November was just like, it was almost like we drew a line in the sand and said, you have got to be on one side of this line or not, mm-hmm. you know, and, and whoever's on uh, one side of the line, we're lobbing rockets over to the other side of the line. And mm-hmm. I mean, it seemed like a, just a, almost like a war zone yeah. and, um, you know, just so much um, turmoil um, and just the ability to not have relationships, I think mm-hmm. is huge. Uh, God designed us as people that we need relationships mm-hmm. and not having those relationships around us or to be able to interact in those things that help point us to Jesus mm-hmm. in one respect, uh, maybe been a little bit healthy. The silver lining to this all might be just our faith ownership mm-hmm. and saying, yeah. Hey, I, I want to, I need to get in the word today and I'm going to answer this question. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read this section about the Christmas story and I'm going to answer that question. How am I being pointed to Jesus? Mm-hmm. And how is this section of scripture pointing me to Jesus? And then, and then how, am I, how am I going to live that out? Mm-hmm. And um, such a good reminder. It sounds so yeah. basic. It sounds so simple, but sometimes can get lost in the shuffle of our crazy lives. But uh, I think that's been my big takeaway is just reminding myself. Advent is so simple. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just need the hope of Jesus. I just need to, I need the love of Christ. I need the joy. I need to live in Jesus' joy every single day, and I need the peace of God to transcend all of my understanding and guard mm-hmm. my heart and my mind in Christ. And um, what a simple but overwhelmingly powerful message mm-hmm. that we all need. And so I guess I've liked that. That's been mm-hmm. my big takeaway, just getting my mind, my heart focused mm-hmm. on Jesus. That's good. Mm-hmm. I think that's such an encouragement, too, to hear from a pastor, you know, um, from a lead pastor is like you are still like, I need to, I need to be pointed to Jesus. Oh yeah. You know, it's not like you have it all figured mm-hmm. out and you're just mm-hmm. dictating like everybody point, get, get pointed to Jesus. It's like, no, I myself right. need to be reminded daily to be pointed to Jesus because yeah. that's what we're called to do. Right. That's what we're supposed to do is love God and love others. And mm-hmm. that's good. And I think right now it seems to me anyway, and this, I'm, I'm guessing this is part of what you're going through mm-hmm. too, listen, as you're listening is I've had to be so much more intentional about it. Yeah. Like before, it just kind of came natural, but there just seems to be so much going on in the world right now that's like, nope, I have to actually be intentional. I'm mm-hmm. going to have to set my alarm clock to wake up. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to carve out time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to set, tell something no 
mm-hmm. so I can say yes to Jesus. Yeah. And um, it, that just seems to be getting harder and harder. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what's been kind of refreshing. Yeah, that's good. It's kind of a bunny trail, but I was reminded, as you were just talking, reminded, like, um, even during COVID, we've, we've said this a couple of times, but we just feel like, man, like, what is God doing? Where is God moving? Mm-hmm. And we're seeing God do some oh, really yeah. cool things we within are. people in our church and yep. and just miraculous healings and yep. just so many, many things. But I was reading uh, yesterday just the, the narrative in Luke of the Christmas story, and it was just kind of like a reminder of when Jesus was born, uh, that the two people, um, Annas, and then who was the other? I'm dropping the name. But he was that Simeon. older guy. Yes, yeah, yes, Simeon. Simeon. Yeah. And I was just reminded, I was like, okay, yeah, there was a 400 years of silence. Yeah. And we kind of, oh, yeah, God's not speaking, which is true. There's no canonical, like, you know, directive of a prophet. But God was still doing stuff. There were still yeah. people being faithful yes. to their faith and faithful to God and having that hope. And I was like, yeah, like that still, ha- like even in COVID-19, like it might be hard to think that, God's not doing things in people's lives, but he is. Yes. And there's still really cool stories that are happening. And yeah. we have to just, um, I guess, not only seek them out, but see them yeah. and and just, yeah, share them and stuff. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I was just reminded, I was like, yeah, like there was people that were still owning their faith. <laughs> like yes. even in yeah. that 400 years of silence, there were people that were like really digging in mm-hmm. and believing in, in what God was going to be doing and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, well, um, we're going to kind of take the last two weeks, kind of mold them together a little bit, just kind of speak generally over them. So it's joy and peace. Yeah. Um, and you even brought up a thought too, as we were talking before a little bit, like we always see the words joy and peace during Christmas. Yeah. Macy's Day Parade, on advertisements, commercials, whatever, like, you know, joy and peace, because they're very like synonymous with Christmas. Yeah. And I think people probably, I guess, want joy and they want peace. <laughs> so it's exactly. like, yeah. it's kind of like dangling the carrot. Like you want this, you want this or whatever. Mm-hmm. But so, so why, so why do joy and peace always pop up in the Christmas season? And like, what is that version saying compared to maybe like the biblical version of right. joy and peace? Is there yeah. a, is there a, 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 a comparison or are they different? Like kind of what does that yeah. look like and stuff? I think that's a good question. And I do think it's interesting. Even uh, there was even a big, big hope theme. I saw it yeah. in the Macy's print yeah. too. Uh, and, and I think it is um, very different. You know, when we talk about those words, mm-hmm. first of all, right, all of our hope and all of our love and all of our joy and all of our peace is wrapped up in the personhood of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And we find all of our hope, love, joy, and peace in our relationship with God, in our newfound relationship with Jesus Christ as our Savior the power of the Holy Spirit working in us on a regular and daily basis and having a relationship with God that we didn't have before Mm -hmm. because Jesus hadn't come and because we were choosing to not believe Mm -hmm. in Jesus Christ as our Savior. And so when I look at the world, the world's way of using those words, it is very different. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, I'm hoping for... Uh, the gift I want under the tree, mm-hmm. right? The joy that I need this season during Christmas is going to be fulfilled uh, at a Christmas party mm-hmm. uh, as we're all having fun and our Christmas libations are right. flowing nicely and <laughs> um, and and um, I'll, I'll get what I want and maybe mm-hmm. I'll have a cool little Christmas relationship and that'll bring me joy. And you see that kind of in advertisements flowing mm-hmm. in and out of advertisements and... Um, and 
you know, this, this material thing that I could get would bring mm-hmm. me joy for a season. And we know that that's not really biblical joy because biblical joy is last for your whole lifetime. It's not something that is just a part of your life as a material possession for a little bit, brings you joy for a moment, and then you're on to the next material thing. Mm-hmm. And then peace. Peace is a big one, too, that just is, um, you know, and I know we'll get into peace in a minute, but, uh, you know, our peace, the peace that we that we hold to is a much different peace. We're, our idea of peace as biblical um, followers of Christ is that Jesus came to give us peace with God, mm-hmm. that the peace that we need most is in our soul, yeah. not what's happening on the outside. Mm-hmm. But my, my soul needs to be at peace with God mm-hmm. in order to receive eternal life, in order to know uh, and have a mm-hmm. secure understanding of where I'm going to go when I die. All of those things. I, I need peace with God. It's mm-hmm. a requirement in my life. And what's interesting, when you think about all those words getting thrown around at Christmas time, you know, here we are at this very special time mm-hmm. that we celebrate every year, and people kind of come back to foundations, don't they? Mm-hmm. They come back to, yeah, gosh, what we really need is a little bit of hope. Mm-hmm. But we leave Jesus out of it. <laughs> And as we leave the baby in the manger out of our hope scenario and out of our philosophies of life that we come up with as Americans and we leave Jesus out of it, what we begin to discover, and we don't really even figure it out until we come all the way back around to the next year's Christmas, yeah, we need hope again, right? Mm -hmm. That's because you didn't live with Jesus all year again. Mm -hmm. And I need hope. I need love. I need joy. I need peace. These are things that I'm noticing in my life. Mm -hmm. I need and you never really get around yeah. to it until you say yes to Jesus, yeah. open Amen. your heart and your life to him, say, I'm going to start living for him. And he mm-hmm. just floods you with those things. And it mm-hmm. becomes becomes so awesome and powerful as you get to live like, you know, we, we have these songs. You know, I want, I want all year to be like Christmas. Well, it is. <laughs> when the Savior who came yeah. at Christmas yeah. is a part of your life. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that's a good reminder. And I was just seeing in like those commercials, like give a cup of joy or whatever. Right. Yeah. It's always like these like moment by moment things. Yes. And it's like, yeah. no, it's everlasting. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so you, one of your uh, stories in your message was about Paul and, and Silas. Um, that is, yeah, I said that right. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes I say yep. things in my head. I'm like, did I just <laughs> flip it around? But okay, yeah. yeah. Um, um, about when they were in jail yep. and then they sang and they praised the Lord because, and they were basically beaten to death yep. and put in jail and stuff, but they responded with an overflowing joy, joy from the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, I read one commentary and I think they read a book, a self-help book maybe when they were in jail to like how to find joy in your circumstances. How to find joy in the inner cell I, I th- of a yeah, jail. Yeah, yeah. I, I, think, I think they read that <laughs> Is actually. Is that a Tony Robbins book? Yes, yes. yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, but, uh, but their, their response in that was yeah. praying and singing. Um, yeah. And maybe just how, how does that, I guess, in our 2020 context... Right. Obviously, we can still pray and sing, um, but what, what what does this look like for us? And right. so, I mean, we're most likely mm-hmm. not going to be beaten to death, thrown in jail, yeah. and stuff like that, really anytime soon. But yeah. um, what does this look like to right. pray and sing when there's some seasons of life that right. are just beating us down? Mm-hmm. 
Well, you, you've forgotten that the governor has now told us we can't sing. <laughs> oh, right. Yes, yes. <laughs> so COVID-19, that's the new thing, right? You, you yeah. can't sing anymore. Yes. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, it, it is interesting. And, and I'm sure that you're out there and you're probably listening and you're probably saying, <laughs> Pastor Mark, like, how do I have joy all the time? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, because there are times in my life that have been really, really challenging, like a mm-hmm. death in the family or I lost my job or mm-hmm. a financial situation and we're losing our house or how do I have joy in the middle of this crazy time? And I think that, um, you know, Paul and Silas can obviously understand what you're going through. I- I'm having a really, really, really bad day. Mm-hmm. I just got, you know, beaten to death and now I'm stuck in a jail and I'm probably going to die tomorrow. That's mm-hmm. most likely that's the scenario, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to get beaten to death. They're going to throw me in prison. They're probably going to make a decision over the next couple of days, whether I, mm-hmm. whether we're going to be beheaded or not. Mm-hmm. And, um, and God steps in and does a miracle there in Acts chapter 16. And you can read that story. But what's really interesting is, is, and I think this, uh, in a big picture, kind of goes back to pointing myself back to Jesus again, mm-hmm. right? Paul and Silas, and I think it also comes from a deep, deep theological understanding mm-hmm. of who God is, of his sovereignty, of what he, that he can do whatever he wants in the middle of my circumstances, mm-hmm. in the middle of any and every situation, like we talked about in Philippians 4, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. The verse before says, I, I understand that the secret to being content is because in any and every situation, as I put my strength in Christ, uh, I can make it through anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's a deep and was a deep theological understanding of Paul and Silas. Yeah. Is that mm-hmm. no matter what happens in my life, I know I'm going to have crazy days and mm-hmm. I know they're going to be the most awful thing ever. But if I'm, if I'm focused on Christ, mm-hmm. then I can make it through. And I think for Paul and Silas, what they had learned is here's, here's a habit, right? Here's a spiritual habit that points me to Christ when maybe I don't even want to go there. Mm-hmm. And that's praying and singing. Mm-hmm. If I do these two things, if I cry out to God, and, and by praying, I don't mean that every single ounce of your prayer is positive. It might not be. Right. I mean, we don't even yeah. know. We don't know what. Paul and Silas prayed in the middle of that prison. They could have been praying, Lord, this is not, this wasn't part of the plan, right? Because I thought we were coming to Philippi and we were just going to, you know, Mm -hmm. walk around the streets and share you with others. And it was going to be awesome. And people were going to come to believe in you. Mm -hmm. And it was just going to be great. And we were going to have meals with people in the evening. Mm -hmm. And it was just going to be so much fun to just share. We we didn't think that getting beaten half to death and thrown Mm -hmm. in prison was part of the plan. Right. Like I could see them processing that with God, you know, it's just like, this isn't what I thought would happen. And, and because you're just honest with God. That's mm-hmm. part of prayer is being honest with the Lord. And and you maybe have been there before. You know, Lord, I, I don't understand how the death of my child could be part of your plan mm-hmm. or how me losing my job and now we're going to lose our house is part of your plan. I don't see that. I don't understand mm-hmm. that. Um, but crying out to God, presenting your heart to God, and then, and then turning that around and saying, no matter what, I'm going to praise you because you're still mm-hmm. on the throne. You're still God, and you deserve my praise. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what Paul and Silas did. They mm-hmm. just said, hey, 
the enemy can't steal my joy mm-hmm. because um, Jesus is still on the throne and I'm still going to worship him. I'm still going to praise him no matter mm-hmm. what. And then, like I mentioned in my message, their joy turns into an incredibly powerful thing that, mm-hmm. that uh, you know, heaven and earth collide mm-hmm. and a miracle happens yeah. and the whole family gets saved. And then uh, just from church history, we know that the church of Philippi becomes a very, very powerful church. Mm-hmm. I mean, it becomes... Uh, launching church for the whole region. So here, out of this miraculous moment of getting beat up and thrown in prison, a church is started, a region is reached with the gospel, uh, a family is saved, and multiple families, and the gospel just extends in that region geographically over and over and over again. And um, and it's all because of Paul and Silas's ability to say, no matter what, in every situation, I'm going to give praise to the Lord. And Mm -hmm. I think um, from a practical perspective, that might be like you could be mad and you just decide I'm going to, I'm going to go over to the radio and I'm just going to turn on some Christian music. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to do it. Even though I don't want to do it, even though I'm upset, I'm kind of mad at God right now. I know what I need to do. I need to get Mm -hmm. my heart and my mind right. And I'm just going to go over, I'm going to put some music on, I'm just going to sit here for a minute and maybe I'll just listen. And probably what will happen is God will touch your heart. And before you know mm-hmm. it, you'll be singing along Yeah, and yeah. your joy will not be able to be stolen from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's good stuff. Amen. Um, one thing that's interesting too, that we were kind of talking about is uh, does joy have to be immediate or, or is it immediate? I guess. I mean, we see in Paul and Silas, we could we could say it's pretty immediate. I mean, they were beaten half to death. They're in jail and they're singing and praising the Lord. And they chose to be content in who Jesus was rather than their circumstances driving mm-hmm. the ship. But um, man, like 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 you said, the death of a child or like just these things happen. Like, is there a, <laughs> like how, like what does that look like? You yeah. know, like there's also a process of lamenting and a process of just mm-hmm. you know, man, this is sorrowful and stuff. Um, so maybe just unpack that a little bit as yeah. well. Yeah, that's good. Um, well, I think that the ba- there's some balance there. And I think the balance is when you think about joy being different from a biblical perspective compared to what the world does, mm-hmm. uh, joy biblically is really this super deep contentment. Mm-hmm. So it's not so much I'm happy because I got that new iPhone or, mm-hmm. or I'm overjoyed because I got a new car. Or that's, that's a material thing, an external thing, bringing me happiness or joy in, into mm-hmm. my life. But biblically, when you unpack joy even more and more, you begin to understand that it's, that it's more of a mindset and it's more of a, a way of life than it is something impacting me from the outside in. It's what's what's done in mm-hmm. my heart through Christ and the Holy Spirit, and I'm just living that out. And a big part of joy is just that I'm content in any and every situation. And so it's not like we think of happiness as somebody that's kind of like always living on cloud nine, and I'm just always happy, I'm always smiling, I'm always joyful. And we know that's kind of, unrealistic. Um, there's going to mm-hmm. be times in life where you're, you're upset, yeah. you're sad, you're scared, you're anxious, you're worried, you're fearful. Um, those moments are part of our humanness as well. Mm-hmm. The challenge is, 
when I feel that way, when I'm in that season, am I bringing God into it? Mm. Is, is Christ in the middle of that with me? Um, let me give you an example. David said in the 23rd Psalm, right? Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, mm-hmm. you are with me. Mm. That's joy, mm-hmm. right? It's contentment. It's, it's David saying, even though I'm in the, the darkest moment of my life, I'm okay. You know why? Because you're with me. Mm-hmm. You're right here with me. And you're walking this with me. And so joy, from a Christian perspective, is not that nothing bad will never mm-hmm. happen to me in my life because right. God is on my side. That's not realistic. Mm-hmm. And by the way, that's not what a relationship with God means. Mm-hmm. Um, the reality is we live in a fallen world. Mm-hmm. We live in a world full of evil and a world full of good. You can't avoid the evil, so it's going to hit you mm-hmm. at some point, right? Um, that's like saying, I'm going to drive my entire life and never get in an accident. That's never <laughs> going to, that's not going to happen, right? Yeah. And so if you live on this planet, there's going to be bad things that happen. The mm-hmm. challenge is, did I bring Jesus into everything mm-hmm. or did I leave him out? Yeah. Did I, you know, Paul and Silas, what we see is they didn't leave him out. They brought him in. They brought immediately, they brought him into the situation yeah. and their joy was not stolen. And were they happy about getting beat, beaten out to death? Probably not. <laughs> were they happy <laughs> yeah. that they were in this inner cell, you know, locked to the wall? Probably not. But that's not joy. Joy is contentment. It's understanding God's got a plan, even in this ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I can worship him, and I yeah. can pray. And even in the ridiculousness that I'm in right now, um, I can let God in, mm-hmm. and I can let the Holy Spirit lead me and guide me, and, and I'm going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really what joy is. Yeah. And that's really what that definition of being you know, happy and content that's that real content side of it. Mm-hmm. And that really comes from a good biblical knowledge and a good theology too. That's why it's so important mm-hmm. to have, to hide God's word in your heart yeah. that I might not sin against him and to have these good theological things running around in our heart mm-hmm. and our mind all the time so that we're not distracted mm-hmm. yeah. by the, by the things that hit us, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah. so if you're going to go swimming in the ocean, you're going to get hit by a wave, right? Yeah. That's what life's yeah. like. You're, you're going to get hit by a wave. Yeah. But the challenge is, right, I can, I can get really ticked off by that wave that just knocked me down, or I can go get a boogie board and I can say, hey, let's figure out how we can ride the sucker. Mm. And um, there's, <laughs> there's always two ways to look at it, I yeah. think. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's just um, touch briefly, too, on kind of our last week, which we haven't done officially yet on a Sunday. Right. It'll be about peace, mm-hmm. and that's the fourth word in our Advent. Um, I guess calendar, Advent, um, wreath, countdown, lit- the liturgical yes. system of yeah. it, <laughs> losing the words of what to say. Um, but peace, and a lot of times we talk about in our culture world peace and you want peace and it's the whole, you know, and I even loved in the devotional that you wrote for that day, you talked about like peace isn't just a bunch of hippies, like, (laughs) you know, like (laughs) with their flower vans or whatever and stuff. I mean, that's kind of sometimes we associate peace, peace and love, man, and stuff. Um, We're talking about like true peace, again, biblical Mm -hmm. peace and where that foundation comes from. Um, So, so what does peace mean during this Christmas time when we're studying it in Advent? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that's good, and it's good for us to get back to that understanding of what real peace is, right? So um, 
just going back to our verse for that time, which is Luke chapter two, verse 14, where the angels are singing, Mm -hmm. right? And here's this heavenly choir, which Mm -hmm. must've been like the best concert ever. Mm -hmm. Um, And the shepherds are listening and what they're singing is glory to God in the (laughs) highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. And that's such an interesting verse. Peace to those on whom his favor rests. How do you get God's favor to rest on you? Mm. Well, you get into a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say on earth peace to everyone because Jesus is dying for world peace. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not what Jesus came for. He came to give us peace with God. And that's totally different than world peace. Um, In fact, if history has told us anything and history uh, should teach us Mm -hmm. everything, right? There's no such thing. (laughs) There's no such thing as world peace. It's um, as long as there is evil in the world, there will never be anything Mm -hmm. like world peace. There will all, we will always, as long as we're allowing um, our flesh and our ungodliness to rule us with governments and with guns, we will never have world peace. Mm -hmm. There will always be hatred. There will always be wars. There will always be one side hating another and Mm -hmm. no one satisfied with the other side until we all come into perfect peace with one another in heaven. Um, I believe that we can live at peace with others here on earth, Uh, but it requires a relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. You're never going to have peace with anyone else until you have a relationship with Jesus Christ that teaches you what God, what Jesus taught. And that is I'm called to love one another. I'm even called to love my enemy and to pray for them and to be a part of their life and to say, you need Jesus too. Mm -hmm. So peace flows out of a relationship with God. And that's what Jesus came to Mm -hmm. give us. Um, He died on the cross, rose again, that we might have peace with God, that there might be absolutely nothing in the way of us having peace. So the peace that we know is talked about in scripture is a personal peace. It's not a world peace. It's that Mm -hmm. my soul, my individual soul needs peace with God. Now, if if God did a miracle and we all cooperated with that miracle and we're on mission for Christ and every single person on the planet believed in Jesus Christ and we all yeah. <laughs> had personal peace with God, we might see world peace. Like the Garden of Eden? Yes, like, like the where Garden we're of intended Eden. Intended to yeah. be. <laughs> we're, we're, yes, as we were intended to be. Um, so we can live in the peace of Christ mm-hmm. and even we, we know theologically even that um, the peace that we can have in Christ is just like the peace that we had in the garden because Jesus restores everything back to its original history mm-hmm. of what we are like in the garden because he, he pays for all of that mm-hmm. for us. Um, but that requires that you and I are in relationship mm-hmm. with Jesus Christ. And then that personal peace uh, becomes something that we live out mm-hmm. with one another yeah. and with our neighbors and our friends and our mm-hmm. coworkers and our families and, um, mm-hmm. and the world, uh, even though the world may not be at peace with us, mm-hmm. we're called to be at peace with the world. Yeah, that's good. And, and that is hard. That's really yeah. hard because yeah. um, throughout history, and I even see it happening mm-hmm. even a little bit in the United States now, it's happening all the way, all around the world. There's persecution mm-hmm. happening 
towards Christians now, but I see it happening in the United States a lot more as well, where lots of the, um, just the rights and the privileges and mm-hmm. the uh, life of a Christian are being mm-hmm. taken away slowly and mm-hmm. slowly and slowly. And, um, and that's just because there's an enemy mm-hmm. of God and there's an enemy of Christianity. Mm-hmm. There's an enemy of Jesus. And, um, and so he wants to take away as much as mm-hmm. he can from us. And so that we'll be challenged in that. But I think that um, if you're listening and you don't have that personal peace, then uh, I want to encourage you to find it. Mm -hmm. You'll find it in Jesus Christ and um, it'll change your life. And you will find a peace like Philippians 4 says that surpasses all your understanding. Mm -hmm. It guards your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus and gives you the ability to live like you really are called to and want to Mm -hmm. in this world. Yeah, that's good. As you were talking there, too, I was reminded of our study in First Peter. Right. Um, we're, we're, we're as Christians, we're called to seek peace. Right. With those who are <laughs> like just mean to us, yep. and I guess you could say, in their context, persecuting the church. Right. In our context, just being annoying, and I think we're called as Christians to be ambassadors of hope and peace mm-hmm. and right. just show that out. But man, it's hard sometimes um, as a as a Christian to see that not happening within your fellow brothers and sisters of Christ, where right. on social media they're really maybe not showing not so peace. Peaceful. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. huh, you know, like that's hard because it just mm-hmm. just may, is not showing the trueness of the change that Christ is doing in that person's heart, but it's just not being displayed yeah. um, on the outside and stuff. And that's, mm-hmm. that's hard. And I think see. you're right because Scripture calls the gospel the gospel of peace. Mm-hmm. And we're even, even part of the armor of God mm-hmm. is your feet are fitted with the gospel of peace. Yeah. Not the gospel of hatred, mm-hmm. not the gospel of I'm right, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Not it's the gospel of peace. Mm-hmm. We're called to be at peace with all people. And what's interesting is when we look to Christ and we see uh, the model, our model is Christ. What do you do when people hate you? you sacrifice. Mm -hmm. That's what he did. When people hated him, he gave his life for them. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we've missed that. Mm -hmm. We say, when somebody doesn't like me, that's my opportunity to lash back Mm -hmm. to on social media, tell them all the reasons why they're wrong for hating me and why they're wrong for the way they live. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's not the gospel of peace. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's the gospel of judgmentalism. Yeah. And um yeah. and we need to get back to the gospel of peace, which is which means there are going to be times where the church and us personally as Christians will get steamrolled mm-hmm. by a wave of evil around us. Mm-hmm. But the gospel of peace says, I'm gonna stand in courage and I'm gonna do what Jesus did. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna sacrifice for you. And what we've seen throughout history, that's what starts revivals. Mm-hmm. That's what starts people looking at us as a church and going, whatever you have that's allowing you to make it through that without getting angry, upset, mm-hmm. lashing out, and you're still at peace and you're okay, I want that. Mm-hmm. And that's where we see real revival, grassroots revivals taking mm-hmm. place and thousands, millions of people getting saved because they recognize there's something that's different. When we lash back in hatred or anger or whatever, that's mm-hmm. exactly what the world does. They're like, yeah, that's no different. Now you're just like me. Mm-hmm. But when you step forward in the gospel of peace, now you're being holy. 
You're mm-hmm. being different. You're being set apart. And people yeah. around us go, oh, huh. What is this incredible deep down peace that you have mm-hmm. that allows you to live like that? Because I don't have that. Man, I sure would like mm-hmm. it. That's good. Yeah. And I think we need more of that, in, in yeah. a, especially in American Christianity. Yeah. Today. It just goes back to your initial point of what your what's your big takeaway and it's being pointed to Jesus. Right. Because Jesus is the source of all these things we're talking about. Um and yeah, I think that's just such a good reminder during mm-hmm. this time. It's good stuff. Yeah. Well I think um we're gonna wrap things up. Sounds um, good. In this in this in this podcast. And again as a reminder, we're probably gonna take a few weeks off um for this midweek kind of episode. Um, for it. And then so in January, we'll kind of pick back up again. Sounds good. We're going to be doing a little uh, series about spiritual disciplines and spiritual practices. We just continue to just really, um, yeah, be equipped to own our faith, Mm -hmm. um, especially this time when it's, well, I mean, 24 seven, it's good to own our faith, but (laughs) just seems like when things are just in a weird balance, just to have the equipping to own our faith is so, so essential. And and we're also going to, a sneak peek, we're going to have a really cool 77 day reading challenge Yep. as well, starting in January. Throwing down the challenge. Yeah. Yeah. 77 days of Bible readings. That'll just, um, encourage, equip, challenge all those Mm -hmm. things, um, into the new year. So I'm going to look out for that. Um, but any, any last things you want to say, before this is the last midweek for the 2020 last midweek for yeah yeah. well hey uh i guess i'd like to close with just saying merry christmas everybody hope Mm -hmm. you have a great christmas season and great christmas time don't forget to bring jesus into all of your Mm -hmm. celebration at christmas and advent helps you do that but i want to encourage you on christmas morning to just find some ways to bring jesus into everything on that day um Mm -hmm. and not just make it about presents and things make it about jesus too and um and then happy new year yeah Hopefully you go into 2021 with just a great understanding of this is going to be a good year for me. And it, it will be a good year for you when you concentrate on Jesus, mm-hmm. no matter what the year has for us. Um, and so I'm excited about that. And I'm excited about what God's going to do. And always remember, Jesus loves you very much. So to Kate and I, have a great week. Awesome. Merry Christmas.